ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. On this episode of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, we are talking about the topic, hot mess moms. So I've got a question for you. If you're a mom and you have never had a hot mess day, are you really a mom? No, my vote is no, you are not a mom because we have all been there. And for me, let's just say that it's a hot mess express more often than I care to admit over here. So today we're tackling that very topic with our guests and my friends, Leanne Deering and Michelle Fortin of the comedy duo, Leanne and Michelle. You are going to love these ladies and get ready for some pretty good laughs as well. On top of that, we'll also hear from one of our site owners who wrote a post called Ballad of a Hot Mess Mom. So without further ado, let's get started. Our guests today are Leanne and Michelle, who are a comedy duo who love to make you laugh. You may know them from their viral videos, Look What Joanna Made Me Do, or If You're My Friend Then You'd Buy This, or how about The Diet, a hilarious parody of The Bachelor. Those three videos alone have racked up 10 million views on their Facebook page, Leanne and Michelle. This duo also emceed our sister site conference this year and made us laugh so hard. I am so excited to have them join us today on the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Here's our conversation. Hey, Leanna Michelle. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hi, Steph. We're so glad to be here. Yay. So these two ladies are two of my... I, I hate to pick favorites, but two of my very favorite mom friends out there. Honestly, they're out Aww. they're friends outside of the mother kind of hood spectrum. But I'm so excited to have you guys on today. Hear that, other mom friends? You have been ranked. You have been found <laughs> wanting. <laughs> we just slayed all of you. We're the best. I'm not afraid to admit it. And we love you too, Steph. We really do. Oh, oh my god. You gosh. and your top knot, you're so cute. You know what? I, I do rock a top knot occasionally, and that has worked favorably in the topic of hot mess mom, because generally speaking, you see like a caricature of a hot mess mom, and she has like mm-hmm. a really like crazy top knot going on. Well, I wear that every day, all the time. Can I just say something, though? Like, it's kind of not fair for you to be self-depreciating about this because Steph has the most gorgeous head of goddess curly hair locks ever. So when you put it up on your head, it's like a crown. Like, it's not even a normal top knot. It's just, like, magnificent. Like, I I don't even know how to describe it. Hashtag goals. Yes. You know what? This is why you are two of my favorite people. (laughs) <laughs> you just made me feel like a fabulous, fabulous person. But here, here's the deal. And the, the topic of today's podcast is being a hot mess mom. And I love this especially because we're going into Mother's Day. And what happens on Mother's Day, right? Like you scour th- social media and every picture is a mom 
put together smiling with her kids. And like, that's just a fraction of my life. Most of the time, it's a total hot mess. And so I feel like it's only appropriate to go into Mother's Day and just be like authentic and say like, here's my hot messness. Y'all might think that my um, top knot is a crown of glory of some sort. It's generally <laughs> like I'm I'm significantly out of time and I just need to figure out what my hair is going to do. That doesn't look totally crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so here's what I want to do. I want one of you, you guys can duke it out for who's going to go first, uh, to share the first kind of example of you being a hot mess mom that comes to mind. Well, I almost just knocked Michelle's lamp off the table. In a rush so. to the microphone to share. <laughs> yes. I'll just prime with that. I'm a, okay. I'm a clumsy gal. No, wait. So we so we want an example of like a real life kind of vulnerable yes. hot mess moment. Is that yes. kind of what we're after here? Yes, please. Okay. Here's this is not so much a moment as an ongoing battle, I guess. Um sure. I am one of those women who gets really stressed out before company comes over. Like I'm real grouchy before friends arrive. And my son has told me this like many times. I'm the mom running through the house, like telling everyone to hide everything that we own. And that's definitely one of those things. And then company arrives and they open the door and I'm smiling and they think, oh, wow, her house is so tidy. And I'm like, just five minutes before <laughs> you arrived, I was like shoving this Pottery Barn teepee under my bed and like <laughs> weeping. You have no idea. <laughs> Um, I'm, so glad, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I have this like just general strategy for hosting people in my home that I do mm -hmm. not even try to clean my house but mm. 30 minutes before they show up. Literally it's mm -hmm. like it's useless. Why even pick anything up until 30 minutes before and then go totally nutso, hide mm -hmm. things everywhere and make it Hurt tidy. people's feelings. That's right. You get it done. It is, there's no sense in doing it any other way. It really is an exercise in futility. You hit it on the head. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is hilarious. Michelle, okay, say Michelle. a bad thing you do. Okay, I, I'm, I'm about to say I'm going to um, – I have a bad mom hot mess confession. Mm. Uh, I don't bathe my children probably as much as uh, should should happen. And, I mean, like how um, often is this? Um, you know, uh, it could be – it could go two or three days. Uh, okay. Confession. Last night um, we went to a birthday party. And it was a pool party. And we got home a little late and my kids were tired because that's what happens after pool parties. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic sure. for, you know, sleeping through the night. And I legit smelled my daughter's hair to see if her teachers would be able to tell it wasn't washed last night. And you could smell, you know, chlorine and sweat and all that stuff. So I, I had to shower her. It was very disappointing. But I, so I, I just don't, I just don't, and, and my daughter has curly hair like you stuff. Yeah. And I yeah. end up putting her hair on top knots most of the time just because I don't want to deal like there's yeah. just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. I just can't deal. And uh, yeah, so I just um, personal hygiene is is important. It just takes a lot of time. And Mama wants to go to bed. Oh, totally. Tired at the end of the day. So I met uh, Lisa Leonard this past week, and she I don't know if you either of hair. you are familiar with her, but she has curly hair, and she was telling me that sometimes her I I can't believe I'm going to say this. Sorry, Lisa, that sometimes her hair gets a little stinky, and she just puts a little like oil on her hands, like a musky kind of oil, and then like rubs it into her scalp, and it's like fresh as a daisy. After that, <laughs> writing that down, writing that down right now. Well, 
Any mother between the ages of 25 and 55 knows that essential oils are the cure for anything. So why wouldn't they also <laughs> yes. be the essential answer to this? oils cure everything, mm-hmm. and including masking the hot mom mm-hmm. express situation. Exactly. Okay, you guys joy need to speak. oil on. <laughs> you, you need to speak to this because y'all talk about essential oils in a more funny way. Why? Because one of you is like pro-oils, one of you is like anti-oils, right? Um, I'd like to say, I'd like to say we're both on the record as being very pro-oil. I would say we're both on the record as, as utilizing oils. I wouldn't say I'm very pro-oil. Okay. Okay. I, I use them because Young Living sent us five hundred dollars worth of oils for free because we made fun of them and they have a good sense of humor. Um, yes. And I I really enjoy my free stuff and I do like certain products. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In fact, I'm diffusing uh, purification downstairs right now because my dog stinks and I didn't have time to completely clean my floor. So purification is diffusing downstairs because I'm a hot mess. That is you didn't true. just rub frankincense on him? Oh, I should have. That's what you should That's have done. Jesus oil. It's yeah. good stuff. Exactly. It's it's the Jesus oil. Okay. Now now I have some more context to the oil, but I felt like the comments about oils, I'm like, I, I feel like everybody needs to know. Like we kind of yeah. have a full spectrum of oil users yes. that are Leanne is a is a is a staunch advocate of the oils. I'm a believer. Yes, I am. I I admittedly do have oils, however, I pretty much only pull them out when somebody's sick. So, mm. I will say that I don't, I don't ingest, um, oils and I, I use them medicinally only like in the loosest sense, like kind of what you're talking about, lavender on the foot before bedtime or on sure. a burn or something like that. Like, like I'm very beginner level. My knowledge sure. does not go deep. Sure. Okay. Let's go back to hot mess. So I, the first kind of, I, example that came to my mind is I admittedly, you know, work full time, I manage this business. And so I pretty much some things got to give, you know, like I just forget various things. Uh, And unfortunately, which I'm very ashamed to admit that this is what gives all the time for me is that I cannot remember anything pretty much when it comes to school responsibilities Mm. for my children. Like Mm -hmm. if it's sharing day, I, there is a very good chance I did not know about it. And my child is going to school with no sharing item. (laughs) Like, I mean, literally, I just cannot keep on, keep up with it. And so I pretty much am sending my children to hot mess school every day because they never know what they're supposed to do. Thank you. You have to think about the gift contained in that. Like you're seeing that as a character flaw and it's not. Now your child gets to learn how to improvise. What's in my backpack? What can I share about that is on my person? Think about that. (laughs) Think about how you're equipping her to roll with the punches. Yes, you are. That's true. And my my children have also gone to school without sharing or without lunch occasionally. Without, uh, most of the time they wear their clothes. So that's good. But um, but I have I, I did remember in kindergarten one time I sent my son and it was stuffed animal day and I forgot his, the stuffed animal and he had to borrow one they brought in extra for the poor children his parents <laughs> forgot that was my kid I still feel guilty about it <laughs> it was uh, it was pajama day at Jack's preschool this was two years ago and he Jack is a sensitive kid like he does not like to be left on the outskirts he's very easily he just gets self aware very easily sure. and the teacher called me and she goes um. I don't want to cause any alarm, but today was pajama day and Jack is the only one who's not in his pajamas. And just knowing his sweetheart and his personality, 
it might just be good if you ran a pair down here. I just felt so terrible that this teacher was seeing him so perfectly and I had forgotten. It hurts. But they survive and they're fine. They're fine. Okay. Well, in a mo- in a moment of vulnerability, I had this reoccurring dream in my childhood. I know this sounds super weird, but that I would show up to school, and this was more like middle school and high school years, uh, with no bra on, like no hmm. bra. And every like every night, I would dream this, and I literally kind of feel like that's my life as a mom. Like, I pretty much, what am I going to show up to unprepared for? Pretty much. It's like the, I mean, it's like woven into the backstory of my life. I feel like it's our duty as your podcast guests to unpack that dream for you. Yes, we should. So that's something that represents support, support, the most vulnerable part of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It is, yes, that you, uh, you are worried that you would lack support in your most vulnerable areas. Yes. That you would feel exposed. Emotionally. (laughs) That your, that your um, headlights might be on and and for everyone to see. Mm. And that would be a problem. That would be a problem. So I think that, um, that what we, what you need to do is you just need to make sure that you turn your headlights off in your car (laughs) and, um, that you have How did you get to that? It's <laughs> a logical conclusion. It's a logical conclusion. Oh, oh my gosh. And, uh, and that you, you know, that you have the emotional support that you need. So mm-hmm. friends like us, you can call to make you laugh instead of feel bad for yourself. We will be your underwire stuff. Yes. You, uh, you know what? L and M, the bra that every mom needs. Yes, I love it. Trademark that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put a face on each cup. Oh my gosh. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I was I was vulnerable there for a second ish in mm-hmm. a weird way. You are. Mm-hmm. Um I gotta get more from you guys. Cause certainly you do more than like forget your kids' pajamas and sharing items and all sorts of things. What else? Talk to me about your more of your hot messness. Or you know what? You could tell an example an anonymous example of a friend's hot mess if you really wanted to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this opportunity to call out all my friends who are terrible mothers. We're going to use their <laughs> real names, ages, and locations. And there are women out there who are sweating right now. Let me just tell you, I never do that. No, I, yeah, no, I, I don't mind being vulnerable. Um, I, you know, my kids are awesome. Um, I just sometimes feel like it's, it's hard being a mom and it's hard, um, they're getting a little easier. My kids are almost seven and five and a half and they're getting to be ages where we can interact more. And I actually spent hours yesterday coloring with my daughter, which is Aww. a major milestone and it was really fun for us. But like, that's the kind of thing I can do, but I mean, Legos and, you know, uh, dolls and mm-hmm. kitchen and sit here while I do your hair and all this stuff is just like a little torturous for me. So mm-hmm. I find it hard to just stay focused on a task with my kid um, I probably have a little, if my husband listens to this, this is the end of me. So Steph, I'm being super vulnerable. I probably have a little bit of a social media addiction situation where I like to be, um, you know, on the phone. And if my kids bore me, I'm going to hop on Instagram real quick and hope they don't notice. They always notice. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, so just setting the phone down and coloring with her yesterday was a victory for me. Sure. Um, but a lot of times I just am distracted and I just feel like my kids are going to figure it out on their own. They're fine. They have each other. 
I always tell them the greatest gift I gave you was each other. Get along. You're never going to have a better gift. Your brother is your best gift I ever gave you. Michelle is an only child for viewers who don't know. (laughs) And she needed like eight siblings. (laughs) Extrovert alert. Extrovert alert. (laughs) But, you know, so, I mean, but they need me and they need me doing the the kind of boring stuff with them. And so that's, that's, but that's hard for me. It doesn't come naturally to me. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I look at the preschool teachers and I'm like, why would you choose that job? (laughs) Why would you say that's what I want to do with my life is, you know, interact with children who, you know, have snotty noses and need help going to the bathroom and, you know, want to play, want to cook me like some, you know, fake omelet cake. You know, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, 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 God bless them, but I could not do that. So it's a struggle for me as a mom because I know I need to, but it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, I definitely am not a mom that like loves to sit down with my children, which is to your point, like, and you said this, like, a little bit embarrassing when you're like, I love being a mom, I really do, and I, I take my job as a mom seriously, but there are definitely, like, things that I enjoy more out of motherhood than others, uh, but to kind of your point and being vulnerable and saying, like, okay, these are areas of mothering that are challenging for me, uh, one of the things that I will totally share that I really, st- I will, st- I struggle with anger occasionally with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, totally and that. that's my natural whoosh is when I'm threatened, meaning like, you know, not that my kids are like coming at me with like <laughs> um, anything that they shouldn't be, but just when I feel threatened, um, that's my initial response is to get angry. Um, and there's then, an oil my- for that, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Because I, I feel your pain. I, that's that's one of my big issues, too, is my temper. Yes. Yeah. If there yeah. was, we would all be rubbing it all over our bodies. Head oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. And so it's so – it's and, you know, embarrassingly enough, oftentimes I find that I respond to anger to my kids when they're doing something, and it's really not even 100% their fault. Like, oftentimes mm-hmm. I've got some other external stimuli happening, so whether it's just, like, something I saw on social media or in my email or whatever that just gets me fuming, and then they come with some request that's also maybe a little bit fume-worthy, it's like they're the closest thing, you know? Um, and so the it's so sad that that's kind of how my, um, what happens. Uh, but one thing that I will say that has helped me significantly is realizing my triggers, essentially, like generally between the hours and three of three, three and six or so, I'm like a hot mess. Like, do mm-hmm. not approach me. <laughs> like, mm. And so if I can turn off certain parts, um, like don't check my email for three hours, then that really helps restore my relationships with my kids um, and just helps save me for myself. Am I making any sense? Maybe I'm just talking. No, you're myself. making so much sense. And honestly, the more moms that I speak to with this kind of just candid vulnerability – I, I hear that so much, the anger thing. And it makes perfect sense. They are these sweet little humans, and we totally recognize their personhoods, but they do not have developed frontal cortexes yet. They don't care if they're interrupting you. They don't care if they're stopping you from trying to fold the same shirt you've been trying to fold for 45 minutes. They don't, they just, they aren't, they can't realize that yet. And so yeah. the anger happens so naturally. I, 
I have apologized to my kids so many times that it's embarrassing for losing mm -hmm. my temper. And it is something that does seem to get better every year I'm a mother, so I will say yeah. that. But mm -hmm. I 100% resonate with what you just said. Like, that is for sure the same struggle in our house. This is yeah. Leanne talking. Yeah, yeah. No, there's certain... Michelle no, I struggle with that too. <laughs> no, Mich Michelle's our Saint Michelle. She has no <laughs> issues. Hardly. She loves to color no, for hours with her children. Like hours with my children. I make organic. <laughs> we'll get back to my conversation with Leanna Michelle in a moment, but you have to hear this post by Christy Curtis, who happens to be our co-owner of Military Moms Blog. It's called Ballad of a Hot Mess Mom. And here it is in her own words. Alarm goes off at half past six. You hit snooze to get your fix of the sleep you lost the night before as you frantically search for a costume and more because your child has yet another theme day, at least the 12th time this year, you must say. Pinterest mom, you most definitely are not. It isn't a stance you take, but the time you don't allot. So instead you pull together a thing or two and hope you have the theme down too. It's science day and they need a lab coat. Your husband's button down with a marker you wrote. Your child's name and drew some lines and convince yourself he will look just fine. And then arrive and look at the others with their wild hair, beakers, and accessories. Oh, bother. No time to look because you're already late. Shove your kid in there before they shut the gate. Wave goodbye and blow a kiss as you notice his wild hair is amiss. Barely a minute to think as you're off to the next thing. The groceries, the laundry, any bells does this ring? You rush through the day, no time for lunch. You must have forgotten something, it's just a hunch. Back to school for pickup, arrive at 3.03. You're late, but think, at least he's four and has to wait for me. The other moms glance sideways as they leave for the day with a look that says, poor mama, and they walk away. But here's the thing, no matter what they think, this childhood will be over in a blink. Even if you feel frazzled that you can't do it all, you are there for your kids, whether big or small. Stand proud, hot mess mom. You're doing your thing, molding, shaping, and loving on your offspring. Late, forgetful, scattered, and trying to get it all done, but how? Don't ever forget, you will never be as loved as you are right now. Yes, stand proud, hot mess mom. I love that. Thank you so much, Christy. Now, let's circle back to my conversation with Leanna Michelle. Oh my goodness. Okay, can I share another random example of like probably the epitome of hot mess motherhood that comes to yes, mind? Yes, please do. Uh, so you feel better was, about me. Oh my gosh. Well, so last summer, <laughs> um, we were at a beautiful wedding that was outdoors and uh, it was on a farm in Iowa. Uh, so it was all outdoor wedding. And um, my, my, one of my children was just coming off of, I don't, gosh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's essentially this bacteria that you can get in lakes in Iowa or in Minnesota and Iowa. Um, and my other one, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my other mm -hmm. one Sounds delightful. was essentially coming down with it, but I did not know. And so I was standing in the back watching this beautiful wedding unfold in front of me. And I kid you not, I mean, I'm in very high heels. My mm -hmm. child is on my hip. And all of a sudden I was like, she totally just diarrheaed all over me. And so, so <laughs> I like turned, so turned around and I was Tell like, dress was white. Oh my, no, my dress was not white, but believe me, that kind of diarrhea was like 
fluorescent yellow. Um, and so oh, I, I turn around and I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I am at an outdoor wedding and I'm like, where's the porta potties? Because they brought in these like luxurious porta potties, I will say. However, of course, mm, they were literally right next to <laughs> the bride and groom is where the porta potties were. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's not going to work. Event. And so I kid you not, I went behind this massive evergreen tree with like diarrhea running down my like leg and sure my child trying to keep her calm because everyone's paying attention to the wedding. And so I pulled out her pants and then I'm like, what am I going to do? What's in my purse? And there's no diaper bag. I'm out of the diaper bag season. Hallelujah. But I have no diaper bag. And so I just start pulling out Kleenex like randomly out of my bag and trying to wipe her. Oh, it was seriously the stinkiest, grossest, hot mess period of my existence. So she just continued to diarrhea all night long, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> it was man. so terrible. That's a <laughs> really good one. That like a, a really one. good one. Yeah, that's a real good one. <laughs> that just proves my theory. There's, there's a theory that I'm working on. I really should write a dissertation about it, that you're never out of the diaper bag phase. That's my theory. Because anytime I have tried to be precious, any time and like go out without wet wipes and the sanitizers and the things inevitably that's when barf happens or yeah. when diarrhea happens down your dress or whatever like it's just it is science I'm convinced yes it is I, I have a, a story that's somewhat similar please my son uh got he, he had nursemaid's elbow which if you don't know what that is it's when their elbow gets pulled out of socket often happens when they're getting, when you pick up your kids by the hand and you swing them between two people. You're not supposed to do that, by the way. Um, and so he got it once um, on accident. And um, and then once you get it, you're real prone to it. So you're about five or six years old. So he ended up getting it like six or seven times. Um, and it would just, after he had it once, that, that elbow would become dislocated pretty easy. So uh, one summer we were driving from Arizona to Telluride, Colorado. And we decided to take the scenic route, and we were driving up over the mountains. And we were literally at the top of the mountain. We stopped for a picnic. It was very precious. Mm -hmm. Family memory moment. And Kenton fell, and he fell at right, the right angle where he friggin' dislocated that elbow again. And we are legit two hours from the nearest hospital. You know, it's not it's not something that's life-threatening. You're not going to call 911 over it, but it's, a, it's very painful for the child and, and the mom, obviously, because mm -hmm. kid's hurting. Yeah. So we get him in the car and we just, you know, we can't go fast on this windy mountain road, but we go as, you know, as quickly as we can to get to Telluride where they have a medical center. Of course, it's a Sunday. Of course it is. You know, yeah. you can't go to a doctor's office. And to get this elbow reset, he's screaming and crying. He's probably three years old, screaming and crying in the back seat. finally knocks himself out. It takes us two hours to get there, go into the hospital. They try to reset it. You know, usually a pediatrician or a doctor can just reset it real quick. But it had been that, – that's only if you get there within an hour. And it had, he had, was all swollen. So they weren't sure that they got it relocated. So they had to, they had to make sure it wasn't broken. So they had to call in um, the x-ray tech. Oh, my calls. gosh. We had to wait around for him. Anyway, so they finally, he finally comes in and the x-ray hit's not broken, thankfully. But they put him in a little sling because he's not able to move his arm yet. Um, you normally when you nursemaid's elbow, as soon as it's back in joint, the joint's back in, the kid is fine. Like totally fine. Like raising their hands, praising Jesus, running around. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't do that yet. So we knew he wasn't quite better and we might need to come back the next day and try again. 
So then we check into our condo that we were staying in. And I have I have two kids. I have two kids in 16 months. So I have him and his little sister. And we're wheeling them into the condo. And as soon as we walk in, he's so excited to be there. He throws his hands in the air. He's so excited. I'm like, oh, his elbow is fixed. Yes. And I'm running around so excited. The next thing he does is he runs into one of the bedrooms that happens to have a broken lock, and he locks himself inside that bedroom. Stop. I mean, I think, thankfully, his elbow's fixed, but he locks himself inside this bedroom. There, I have no way to access him, and I, he is a three-year-old, mischievous little boy. I don't know what's in there. We literally just walked in. I don't know. It's one of those VRBOs, so I don't know what's in there. I don't know if there's oh, no. a cleaning solution or, you know, he could, you know, turn on the bathtub and drown. I have no oh, idea. Gosh. Right? So panicking until, like, they, and the, the maintenance people come, and they could not get the door open. Um, they finally have to break a window in this place to get my child out and it's, they have to get him out and it's like, they have to pull him out over a window and hand him over. And there's like, it's several stories up off the, it was like stressful moment. Finally had my baby in my arms and I'm like, we're going to dinner. Like I just, I just need to go. And all I wanted in that moment was a vodka martini. That's all I wanted. It's like, yeah. I, I held myself together. I held myself together through all of that. It had been hours. So we go down to the restaurant and guess what? restaurant owners only serves wine or beer that's when I lost it I looked at my husband I can't take it anymore I have to hold myself together all day and all I want is a martini and I start crying and he's like Michelle excuse me for one moment and he leaves me alone with my children which I'm like that was not smart he literally walks across the street buys me a martini steals Aww. their glass and gives it to me and I was fine after that <laughs> it was a terrible day but my husband saved it Okay, I have one too that I just thought of, and it's also a traveling story. Oh, so we're on an airplane coming. Yeah, it it is. Like I want my children to see the world when they're eighteen. <laughs> um, we're on an airplane coming back from New York from a family wedding, and my kids usually fly pretty well. But I mean, we've only ever done you know five hours or less in an airplane. They've done pretty pretty well. So we're on the plane. Everyone's sitting down and. My kids are just, they're just acting out and they're really just off their A game. So I'm trying to like parent them and, you know, use distraction and use all the things. It's not working. And finally, after a solid hour and a half of fussing, I'm feeling my daughter and she's feeling warm to me. We've been in New York for a couple of, couple of days. So I'm like, oh, perfect. She's getting sick on the plane. This isn't good. So again, another like 45 minutes of fussing goes on. Of course, I'm not like prepared with any medicine or anything like that. She finally falls asleep on me. And I'm like, perfect. So Jack is still restless, but she's sleeping on me. She, after she'd been asleep for like 30 minutes, so we still have two and a half hours to go on the plane, pees all over me, all over me. And she's three and a half, almost four. Um, yeah, all over. So she wakes up wailing the entire seat, all of my clothes, all of her clothes, saturated in TV. Wonderful. <laughs> so my mom happens to be on the plane and she turns around and as mothers have a wonderful way of doing, they can <laughs> gently call your parenting into question in a way that makes you want to put your head through glass. She's like, you, you have an extra change of clothes somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like I didn't bring a spare change of clothes on the plane. She's like, all right, well just pass me a pull up and I'll change her. I don't have a pull up on the plane. Like, we were supposed to be home before bedtime. <laughs> So I just take her to the bathroom. She's wailing at this point, wailing. Um, so we're both soaked. We get to the restroom. The stewardess looks at me with great pity in her eyes. And she's like, I could give you a blanket to wrap her in, I suppose. And I'm like, well, thank you. So we clean her up as best we can. She is wrapped 
in, she is naked, wrapped in an airplane blanket, fashioned like a diaper, sweaty hair plastered to her face. The second the plane lands, so I have one child who's wailing, you know, wrapped in a blanket, sweaty hair, and she looks like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. And then my son, Jack, the second the plane goes into descent, barks everywhere. Everywhere. And I, they're both wailing, like wailing. I felt so bad for the other passengers on this plane. And we finally get off the plane and I'm standing there holding Rosalind wrapped in a blanket and Jack is with my husband. And I just hung my head and wept. I just didn't know. I didn't have a better response in that moment. I did. I just stood there and cried. And my brother, who does not have any children and who does not want children ever, is just standing there looking at me with this glazed over look in his eyes. Like, why would anyone choose this? <laughs> it was bad. Hot mess express. Hot mess. Oh, I, I do feel like airplanes are like the worst because, I mean, you just cannot be on your A game on an airplane, right? Like no. you can't, oftentimes you just have to, oh, it's just, it's just a hot, it's just a total hot mess. Oh, it's spot. the Thunderdome in there. It's, you just, you just hope you survive and can make we, it out. Can we talk about nursing on an airplane real quick? Cause I have a fun story about that. I'm doing okay. First time my son, um, we had to travel to Maine where my husband is from, um, you know, to show him off as you do with your firstborn. You walk in like you're in Lion King or hold him up mm-hmm. for all the distant relatives to, you know, look at. They all play the part of the gazelles and bow down adoringly. Exactly, exactly. It's the firstborn grandchild. Yes. So, of course, we must go and, and meet the masses. There are drums. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, you know, it's my first, my firstborn. And, I'm, you know, the whole stress of being a first-time mom, you know, is just, let's, oh my gosh, let's I cried for know, like give this. it to the first time it's just no, it's just a rough one. go. It gets better, mamas. Mm-hmm. It gets better, I promise. It does. The, the, the first the first few months of being a first time mom is just rough. Yeah. And I remember I was nursing and I woke up in the morning and I had a clogged duck. Oh Ooh. man. So the entire drive down to the airport, I am pumping mm-hmm. and I'm actually grabbing my boob right now so Leanne feels super comfortable with me. I feel really connected to the story. Yeah. Like it's happening. Yeah, it's right I'm reliving now. it right now. And you know, you're pressing on the clogged duck to try and get it to dislodge. And she's really pressing. I'm pressing right now. <laughs> 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 While I'm pumping, nothing is working, nothing is working. And I I had known from all the blogs that I'd read that to help the baby, the newborn babies, he's like six weeks old, with the ear pressure, you need to nurse during takeoff and landing. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe he'll nurse it out of me. This is this had happened before. It wasn't the first time I'd had a clogged up. So as we're ascending, I am um, nursing him on that side, trying to get him to dislodge it, and it's not working. I end up having to switch sides so he can get milk. He slept in the plane. He was perfection. And then I, but meanwhile, my breast is engorged and painful mm. and like, you can't touch it. I am, I am crying. I am just so uncomfortable. And my husband has no clue what to do with this. And I try pumping while he's sleeping and I'm massaging my breast the whole time. Like I think it's hanging out at this point. I don't care who sees me. I just want this ordeal to be over with. Well, then the pilot mercifully says we're starting to descend. So I put the baby back on and, um, but I, I have like the, the, you know, the baby bop pillow, whatever it's called that you, the nursing pillow. I have that Bobby. around my waist. He's kind of laying on it. So I'm going to pull my, my nipple out for him. <laughs> only mom's listening, right? Again, she's pantomiming all of this. I cannot say that enough. <laughs> I'm losing my shirt. I pull my boob up. And as I, literally, as I, my fingers brush alongside my boob, it, it just, it, the, the duct becomes oh, no. unclogged and my poor child is like, like a, like a hose at full blast. It is in his eyes, up his nose, all over his face. I'm rejoicing. He is screaming. And the whole plane got to see my boobies, my milk, and my poor baby get, you know, just 
hit in the face. How much milk are we talking about here? Because I have like a visual. Like, could you have filled my coffee cup with milk? Oh, I don't. I don't know if I could have filled your coffee cup, but I, I mean, it was like it was like the force of it was like a like a full blast hose, like whoosh, right in his little sweet face. Poor and baby. I, and normally I would feel bad for him, but I didn't because I like I, my, and all the pain oh. was gone in that moment. If you've ever had a plug duck to feel me, moms, you're like, sorry, kid, but you know, mama feels better. So. Do you know what I got when I was nursing, which was so shameful to me, and I don't know why it's not even that big of a deal. You know how like your armpits get like. So I never had a clogged duct like you're no, describing. No, 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 finish that thought. Your armpits get, like, swollen. Like, your armpits look like they have, like, a pillow that someone stuck under your skin. It's like a fourth, a third and fourth boob under your armpits. It's horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifyingly embarrassing to me. Like, I would, like, lift my arm up to wash myself in the shower, and I was like, I will never be the same. Like, it was so sad. So, so fun fact about me, Michelle, uh, do you know that my least favorite body part about myself is my armpits? Just like in life? You yeah, just, just like, like in life armpits. in general. So that had, look that's at a, it? You can look at them, yeah. They're, they're just awful armpits. Like, like in the armpit game, I got shafted. I got that armpits. But it's, uh, that did not happen to me. Had it happened to me, I don't know what I would do with myself. What like do you if think? my armpits got worse. What do you think an armpit is supposed to look like? I'm curious. Well, I, I well, just looked at yours. And a, my first normal. expectation is that when you shave it, it looks shaved. Yeah. I shave mine, they don't look shaved. They have like a constant armpit five o'clock shadow. <laughs> and, and and B, my children, my children reject snuggles from me when I'm wearing sleeveless clothing. This is a fact. They go, Mommy, your stubble hurts me. I don't want to, you can't hug me. Go put a shirt on. They said, your stubble hurts me. Your stubble me hurts verbatim. me. So now, for the they last. They stubble. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at me. It's, this is a painful experience. So, so I, thank you, for the last five holidays, I have asked, if it bothers you so much, there's something called laser hair removal that you can get me. Save up your birthday money. Get it for me for Mother's Day. Yes. That's what I say. They haven't done it yet, so they re- they refuse to snuggle me if I'm wearing, if I have exposed armpits, even if I've just shaved. Your armpits terrible. looked perfectly normal to me. Well, you you live in the wrong climate, Michelle. If you, so true. So true, Steph. Because you, you know that there are lovely places like Minnesota that yes, you don't really I wear just come and be free. <laughs> just come and be free. <laughs> <laughs> I can just let it grow. Tell us about let the, it grow. Tell us about Minnesota. Do the let women shave in Minnesota? <laughs> tell us about this place. <laughs> Do you have to shower I, there? Yeah, never. Never. We don't have to shower. We you don't have to shave. Um, people's oh. milk are spewing everywhere and no one cares. Oh, oh it's like a river of breast milk. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> That's Natural. amazing and magical. I know that you don't have to shower in Colorado. Oh, right. Colorado yes. Springs Mom's Block told me. Yes. The Colorado Springs Mom's Block. Yeah, it's something about dreadlocks are welcome, too. Mm-hmm. And encouraged, even. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have Love one that. other example of hot mess that I feel like we need to speak to. Um, so I find it comical, almost, that literally pick the day in each month that I look the most disheveled. Like, I'm mm-hmm. exhausted, I have not showered in days, my hair stinks, I'm just like a total mess, but of course, I have to go to the grocery store to get something, and I literally am crossing every appendage that I, like, everyone, like, do not run into somebody I know, do not run to, into somebody that I know, and you know what? That's the only time that I ever run into somebody I know. Sure do. you feel do. like that's true? Yep. Absolutely true. 
you know that you don't have to set foot in a grocery store anymore, though. Yeah, I don't know if they have this thing in Minnesota, but we have um, Fry's Clickless and Walmart Grocery Pickup. Amazon Grocery Delivery. Uber. <laughs> Uber delivers food. Safeway delivers food. There's really Uber. no reason you ever need to feel that way again. Yeah. There you go. Amazon Prime I, it. You know what? That is, that's my take home today. I will never yeah, step foot in a grocery store again. Thanks to you ladies. Yeah. The take home is that you'll always be a hot mess mom. Just nobody has to see it. Mm-hmm. No, but here's the deal. But if you do happen to run in, cause you, I don't know, are on your way to a birthday party and forgot to get a gift. Mm-hmm. Happened to me. Has happened to me mm-hmm. every birthday party. Here's four cans of Pringles. Abigail, happy <laughs> birthday. You can make a duck face at the end of the duck rock. Uh, no, but you will. You'll run into it, it's someone that you you know. It's it's important that you not look that way. And they are always put together. Whoever you run into, you know. Mm-hmm. You know why Leanne can't relate to this, and I feel bad for Leanne on this. Is that she just wakes up looking amazing, and I'm it's sure like it is true. I I watched you at night. True. I know it's true. When have you watched me at night, <laughs> weirdo? <laughs> no, it's not true. No, this year I started getting crazy dark circles, like real intense. It's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. When I run into somebody though, it's like way more than dark circles. It is like, Mm -hmm. I look like I have multiple dreadlocks stuck in my hair and nobody Mm -hmm. can even see them because I've got such an Afro going on. Um, I usually maybe wear baggy sweatpants. Yep. Definitely. (laughs) Yep. It is just a mess. No, you know, I've been there and you know what? I, and I, I feel like I'm now in my fourth year of preschool my fourth and final year of preschool mm. and yes. I have to say my preschool drop-off clothes have um sufficiently diminished mm. in the four years in the beginning I would get pull myself together in the morning because you know you saw people and you know want to make an impression or whatever and now it's just like I feel like as the fourth year preschool mom it's my responsibility to look like a hot mess mm. so that the first year preschool mom knows like them. that it's okay that, you know, yeah. they're, they're out there. And so that's what I feel like. When I walk out and I just didn't have time to do anything, I may or may not be in an article of clothing I slept in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a service to the community, you know? This is like, because people know me. They know I have everything together. I'm amazing. You're sort of like a like a therapist. Like yeah, a kind of like a beacon of hope. That's what I am. Like a minister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's how what I you're it. doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what you can see yourself as, too. <laughs> I okay you guys are fantastic I already feel a little bit better about myself um just (laughs) from hearing that I'm not alone and you know what I'm gonna order a Amazon Prime delivery right now and just circumvent the prob the pro possible problem that's gonna go Uh go down there you go at the grocery store definitely do that Amazon Prime (laughs) is a gift to mothers it is a gift just in time for Mother's Day, uh, y'all have a funny video coming out with one of our very favorite brands, Britax. Uh, so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about it. Oh my gosh, we're so excited about this. We are. This was a really special collaboration because we happen to be huge fans of their products. Yes. Um, and the video is really funny and has a pretty important message. Actually. Yeah, it was fun because we got to be our silly selves and we joke about basically being a helico- helicopter mom, <laughs> which I think most moms can relate to because we go yeah. a little over the top and it's funny. But then there's a real special message at the end that makes you all warm and fuzzy. Sure. Yay. Well, uh, Britax will be sharing it and y'all will be sharing it, right? And so. Yes. And um, it'll, be on CM- it'll be on the CMBN page as well. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, make sure everywhere. to look for that. 
Yeah, look for it on social media because you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, no, thank you, Leanna Michelle, for um, being here. And happy Mother's Day to the two of you. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to you. We <laughs> finished right. each other's oh, sentence sandwiches. We're so cute. <laughs> no, seriously, happy Mother's Day. And yes, you're so right. The best part about conversations like this is just remembering that none of us are alone. Exactly. That's so true. You have sisters all around you. Trust me. Yes. Yes. No. Well, thank you. That's it for this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. And happy Mother's Day to y'all. As I mentioned in the interview with Michelle and Leanne, uh, we wanted to do this episode right before Mother's Day because motherhood is wonderful, beautiful, and fantastic in so many ways, but oh my goodness, is it hard. And so nobody understands that statement like another mom. So we are here to tell you that if you're a hot mess mom, alongside of myself and Leanna Michelle and millions of other moms out there, I'm sending you a high five on this Mother's Day. Thank you to our guests, Leanna Michelle. You guys are too funny, and you can make sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram, Leanna Michelle. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Mom, happy Mother's Day. You are doing an awesome job. Keep it up, and don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There, you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.